action. Welcome back to episode eight of These Nuts, Nuts Podcast. Podcast. <laughs> that never gets old. I know. I can do that. We'll do that just randomly. <laughs> Bust it out at work. I wanted to shut it down, but you talked me into keeping you, it, and you... I feel like it's cute now. I like it. Our guest has something to say. Yes. We are joined today by another special guest. This is Henry the Green Cheek. And you can find him on TikTok and Instagram. He's excited to be here. Thank you, Henry, for joining us. Our fans love you and they don't even know it. He is so cute. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so no updates this week. Um... But definitely thank you to everybody for tuning in to the Curse of the Iron Claw with our special guest, Drew Samuels. That was really fun. That was, I loved it. Something different to get to do. Um, After he told the story and he said, um, you can find it on Hulu. Mm -hmm. I think it's Dark Side of the Ring. I watched the whole episode. And then I watched one on The Ultimate Warrior. because he had mentioned the Ultimate Warrior. I used to be a huge Ultimate Warrior fan because, fun fact, <clears throat> he's from Crawfordsville, Indiana. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So That's I've watched. a fun fact. That uh, is a fun fact. So I watched both of those. And I, I mean, I could, you know, I love documentaries, anything about true people. So if you guys are into that, you, sh- and, but you're like, I don't really like wrestling. You'll like this. You'll like that show. I don't really like wrestling, but I was in, I was intrigued by the Von Erich Yeah, family. it was very interesting. I'd, I still, even like through the editing and even after, Mm -hmm. I just, I did take a couple of times, like go back and like do more research on the family Mm -hmm. because I was that intrigued. Um, Drew told a a couple of other stories before he told us the Von Erickson story and we will likely release those later on. Yes. Okay. So no updates. I'm going to jump right in. My week to go first. Henry, please pay attention to me. Don't be rude. (laughs) anyways what are you gonna tell me about so what what was it two weeks ago now i think we both did we did it we did that special Mm -hmm. so we had two episodes that week and my episode was about the murdoch family it's hot topic right now hot topic yeah so i wish I had released it a couple of episodes prior to that Mm -hmm. because he was currently on trial. Right. Like the next day, I feel like he was convicted. Yes. Yes. So, yeah. And I'm curious to know even more, Mm -hmm. all of your updates. And there's a few things that I caught in clips. Okay. That I hope you covered. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I have so much stuff. I'm going to try to keep it shortened version i've got four pages of notes in front of me i'll try not to interject no it's okay i I like the banter okay but there's so much the trial went on for six weeks but anyways let me just get into it and then we can as i go if you have questions you tell me i do want to start by saying some of the things that i told some of the details because i read so many different articles were a little bit off one way or another versus what they presented in trial. Okay. So I'll try to correct those things as I go. But one thing that I did find that I would highly recommend for everybody, and I think you may have watched part of it, is the Netflix special. Right. Okay. 
This is the fall of a dynasty, it's a fall from grace. I do believe that Alec Murdoch would kill Paula Maggie. There you are scared for your life. It's either do or die. So, for I did watch off and on. I did, I, okay, but I want to catch it. it all. Yeah, I got caught up in the wrestling world last week. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my fault. Fair enough. <laughs> you know how I have ADD. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, for those of for those of you who haven't seen it, it's really all from the point of view of Paul's friends. So the friends that were on the boat when it crashed with mm-hmm. Mallory on it, you hear from all of those people. You hear from their parents. You hear from um, like a writer or an editor from one of the newspapers from the town they were in. And like when I was watching it, it wasn't just me telling a story. It made it seem so much more real. And it was so sad. But they don't just talk about Mallory. They kind of follow the timelines after Mallory. Mm -hmm. They briefly mention Stephen. They briefly mention Gloria. Then they mention the the murders and the suicide or the botched suicide yeah so it just like made it seem Mm. a lot more real wow but highly recommend yes so i'm gonna kind of jump around the place because this this story is not a straight line so many moving parts yeah i can follow i can keep up it feels good to know that everybody kind of has the gist of the story Because that will help. So, Alex Murdoch, Alex Alec Murdoch, right? We come. We talked about that just ourselves last week. Yes. Like, I'm like, Katie, I think it's Alec, and you literally were like, A L E X. I don't think I spelled it for you. <laughs> I imagine the letters popping up, but it does. It looks like Alex, but for whatever reason, it's Alec. Alec Murdoch. Murdoch. Okay. Well, I don't know why, but it, I'm going to keep calling him Alex Murdoch. I'm comfortable with that. So <laughs> he deserves no respect on his name. He does not. He has ruined the name. Yeah, you call him whatever you want. So Alex went on trial for the double homicide of his wife, Maggie, and his son, Paul. This started, well, just to kind of back up a little bit. The murder happened back in June of 2021, okay. and the trial started in January of 2023, so this year. A 21 to 20, a year and a half prep year time for this half. trial. Okay. year and a half. It ended up going for six weeks, but I there were some crazy things that I, I yeah, let's watched talk and about read. It. <laughs> so... Just kind of like a little bit of the pre-trial, like the jury, there were 900 total people called as potential jurors for the trial. They each were required to fill out a four-page questionnaire. I'm out right there. (laughs) You know it, Katie. You know it. As soon as they handed me that. Like, Bailiff, can you read me these questions, please? I'd be like, Bailiff, you know me. Come on. You know me. We just do this. <laughs> Fill it out for me, Katie Woods. You'd be like, ma'am, I just met you. <laughs> yeah, so four-page questionnaire. Some of the questions, which I don't have all of them, it was four pages. <laughs> I would die. 
I have two. Okay. Some of the questions were things such as, where do you get your your news? He's just stretching his wings. Okay. I didn't know if this was a normal occurrence. Yeah. She's just stretching. <laughs> Uh-oh. Now he's going to side-eye me. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Anyways, where do you get your news? And do you watch true crime or police procedurals? Procedurals? I tried to say that. Procedurals? I don't know. Police? <laughs> Why can I not pronounce words? Procedurals. Okay, that's Procedurals. Kind of, I think I was just It just sounds weird out. when you say it. Such as CSI or Law and Order. Oh, proceed. Okay. <laughs> okay. I would have thought videos on their policies and procedures. <laughs> I wouldn't have thought Law and Order. But yes, is that would that have excluded me? Because I, guess I get so. my news from TikTok. <laughs> And I do watch CSI. I don't watch CSI, but I'm addicted to uh, SVU. Oh, same. Yeah. yeah. I love me some Mariska. Yes. Yes. I do. You. The one thing, though, to note is that Murdaugh's name was not mentioned at all on the questionnaire. Oh, gotcha. However, when they were doing the selection process of the 900 people, so many were weeded out because they knew of the name or were in some way connected because the family was so well connected. Yeah. So even if it's like my brother, da, 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 yep. one of their sons, you know, who knows? Yeah. My nephew had him as went a to baseball or, or play baseball. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Anything. So that really, really did weed quite a few people out. Um, they did end up using, so I guess when they select a jury, they also select alternates. Okay. Um, they did have to use several alternates because people were, there were several illnesses going on at the time. A couple of people got COVID and one or two jurors was even dismissed during the trial. Why do you know? I, they were discussing the case with people outside of the court, outside of the jury and they got found out. So they had asked a juror, juror, that doesn't feel like the right word. <laughs> Why are words hard to do? No. Juror. A juror. They, did, they asked the juror. The juror. If they had been discussing the case, I did not save it in here. Dang. And she ended up saying yes. And she was annoyed with the judge for dismissing her. Mm hmm. So she kind of had an attitude. So she started talking about him behind his back too. <laughs> they said, do you have any belongings left in the court mm -hmm. to dismiss her? And she's like, yeah, a dozen eggs. And she really had to tell me why she had a dozen eggs in the court with her, with her purse. And I can tell you why. Tell me. She was doing witchcraft. <laughs> Clearly, Next I, I will episode. not. I will not be discussing that further. But that's what she was doing. I need you to discuss that for, further. It doesn't have to be right now. Okay. But... Okay. So this is kind of where I tried to go in order for the trial from like the beginning to the end. Still stuck on a dozen eggs in the courtroom. Why? Why did she have a dozen eggs? I don't know. <laughs> and she said it like so snotty and aggressively because she was irritated. Like we'd junk. be like, my cell phone's in there. Or I left my purse in there. She's Yeah, a dozen eggs. I have a goat and a dozen eggs in there and <laughs> I want it. <laughs> I mean, it's so random. Yeah. Okay, sorry. 
I read people were poking fun at her because eggs are expensive. Uh uh-uh. uh. Uh uh. <laughs> poking but, fun at her. I love it. I mean, online. They weren't like, oh. <laughs> However, when she said that, because she said it in front of the rest of the jury, the whole courtroom burst into laughter. I mean, who would it? They wanted her off the jury. I can picture this she woman in my head. I think we know this woman. Probably. <laughs> yeah. She probably gets her. No. Don't say it. <laughs> I would never. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, so the very first couple of days, some of the things that happened that, let's see here, I'm feeling a little bit. <laughs> Distracted by Henry the Green Cheek. I got a video that time. (laughs) Anyways. He's like, no, I'm staying with mom. Okay. So, the very, very beginning, the cell phone, there was cell phone evidence that was admitted, is the word I'm going to use, like official court lingo. Okay into the case talking about alex's whereabouts Mm -hmm. during the murder so i don't know if you remember but he was at his mother's i remember yes that was such a good story you you told yeah at his mother's during the i'm sorry (laughs) during the murders right uh, allegedly so they went ahead and admitted any evidence from his cell phone, from Maggie's and Paul's, or as Alex calls him, Papa. Papa. That's terrible. Mags and Papa. That's what I call my grandpa, Papa. And Papa. I'm surprised I can even pronounce it. <laughs> Why? It's like that. It's that person that comes after the DAD. <laughs> Oh, before you mean? Yeah, before he comes after. Oh, that's a, that's a son. Um, yeah, I, I think there's crazy nicknames for all of them. Yeah, yeah. Paw It just Pawpaw. seems just. I you know. I kept hearing that, mm-hmm. and I kept thinking to myself, if something tragic happened to one of my kids, how would I refer to them? Because I do have nicknames for all my kids. You do. And so I feel like I might. I might say JoJo or Mag or Star Bear. I don't know. Gaber Baber. <laughs> no, I just said his nickname. When he was little, he's going to kill me. <laughs> I love I that. wouldn't say that. I'd say Gabe or I'd say their, I just would say their name. You'd probably say their name. Yeah, like, I'd say their name. Especially when you're talking to police. Like, yeah. Because he was calling, like he made the 911 phone call to find them. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I just feel like you would. And also if, especially if I'm an attorney right? and I'm an educated person, I'm speaking about, I'm going to, I'm going to use their government name. Government name. Yes. Yes, yes ma'am. Maybe, maybe after, cause he, it, had he not done this, he would have been in shock. Mm-hmm. So maybe after it settled in a little bit, then he, he might've been upset and been like, my papa. Like, right. No, he's saying it in open court. Yes. I could never hurt papa. I don't that yeah I don't know yeah so then they started about they started on the timeline yes Henry thank you from like when the police arrived at the scene several 
police and I'll say paramedics mm-hmm. did take the stand and testify about his demeanor. Mm-hmm. And they said that he would go from crying hysterically to just very calm. And the defense mm-hmm. would say he was just in shock like right. like that but some of them were saying that he was he would like be very upset but then they could see him watching out of the corner of his eyes henry mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> to like see like everything that they're doing uh. and not just like being really upset or like he'd get really like he was upset. taking it in he was making yes. notes he was strategizing yes. Like, yes, exactly. So uh, they played the 911 phone call. The, a couple of police officers testified and just said that it was a really strange phone call. I'll see if I can find it. Okay. And put it in. Now, what's your son's name? I'm going to call. I, I need to call some of my family. Okay. Well, well, do me a favor for me. Whenever you see the officer or the medics, because they're, they're all coming to you, can you put your gun in your vehicle for me? Absolutely. Okay. But well, we have them come in. Turn on the flashes on your vehicle so they can see you, okay? You got the flashes on for me? I do. Okay. All right. Whenever you see them, put your gun up for me, okay? Okay. How old is your son? 22. Okay. All right, we're we're getting them out there to you, okay? All right. But they said that he was very eager to have the first responders arrive to the scene. But at the same time, he also seemed very eager to get off the phone and call his family. Which mm, that tracks. It does track. Yeah. Especially if you watch like the Netflix special, and I'm sure some of the others. This family, these his brothers, they like a cleaning crew. They just swoop they, in and clean it up. Yep. Yeah, and that's what he he wanted to get dad out there. Right. Wow. Well, dad was on his deathbed. Remember, he was he died three days later. Yeah, that's crazy. But his brothers? His brother, okay. His brothers. And one weekend, he buried his dad, his wife, and his son. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I just, in his own hands. Right. Maybe not dad. Maybe not dad, but. <laughs> um. So, something else that there is a video that they played in the courtroom that after they had arrived to the scene, he was put into a vehicle. I don't know if it was a police car or what, but I, I guess it would have been because there was a video. But he was saying, please quiet down. I did him so bad. Yeah, what's that I mean? I did him so bad. It was just so bad. I did it so bad. When you asked the defendant about the traumatic picture that he saw of Paul and Maggie, what did he say? It's just so bad. I did him so bad. I did him so bad. Yes, sir. But then the defense was arguing, saying he never said that it was they did him so bad. 
they did him so bad. Like whoever killed him. Was it on recording? Yes. Okay. So they slowed it down to one third of the speed. (laughs) (laughs) Or I. Yeah, the I. Yeah. I bet it was I. It's just so bad. I did it so bad. Did you hear now, they or I? I will still testify that my hearing, I hear I. Your Honor, we'd like to play it again at one-third speed to slow it down. It's just the same. Thank you. One-third speed. Foundation leak for who's manipulating it, how it's being manipulated. Uh, I think uh, obviously we have it in real time, but there would have to be some additional foundation. One third speed. So bad. So bad. Did you hear they then? No, sir, I did not. Okay. Excuse me to and played it for the jury oh my and he was just adamant that he did not say i did him so bad but they did him so bad and then cue the video of him saying i did him so bad right like he was crying so it could have been kind of hard to understand but i've you know i watched a couple of videos i can see like where you can hear both it's like the blue and the green dress have you seen that (laughs) yep Yes, but I mean, it didn't help his case any. Nope. Okay. So something else that I guess I could have started with is when the police arrived at the scene, which I think I might have talked about this a couple weeks ago, he was instantly going directly into they, um, or Paul's in the boating accident, Paul in the boating accident. Right. He was on trial. This has something to do with that. It was just like him shifting. He was getting blood. threats because yes. of this boating yes. accident. It's bad. It's bad. Check the pulses. Yes, sir. <laughs> this is the firearm you brought from inside the house? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I went and get. This is a long story. My son was in a boat wreck a few months back. He's okay. been getting threats. Most of it's been benign stuff we didn't take serious. Okay. Um, you know, he, he's been getting, like, punched. <laughs> um, I know that's somebody, I know that's what it is. Yeah. So, kind of keep that in the back of your mind as well. Okay. But something I thought was very interesting, and I'll go through and read these, but they spent a ton of time talking about how, how cell phones work and just how detailed you can get with a cell phone from just, like, Oh, turning the screen off. Yeah. Turning the screen on. Yep. Texting. So we are monitored. We are. All the time. Yes. Yes. And in this case, it was good. Right. Yeah. So Maggie's iPhone. Let me just read some of this. So it says 8 17 p.m., her phone was unplugged from a charger. Whoa, Whoa, that's detailed, detailed tracking. Okay. So she's got, there's a little bit more activity, but I'm just going to kind of skip through it. 8.49 and 20 seconds. 
her display was on. In 20 or six seconds later, her phone was unlocked. A second later, she had a text read. Then her device was locked. So she was likely on her phone, just open. Like, that's how detailed it was. Oh, wow. So they are stating that she was murdered between 8.49 p.m. and 9.04 p.m. So 15-minute time frame. After 8.49, at 8.54, the orientation of her phone changed the landscape. So, like, somebody picked it up and was trying to hold it like this. Oh. Or like this. Yes. What? They yes. can tell when you turn your phone? Yep. 8.54 and 54 seconds. Camera starts for one second. The Verizon witness that took the stand says this, this indicates that somebody was trying to unlock the phone and the face did not rec was not recognized so it didn't unlock yeah. like if he would have picked up her phone and tried to open it or even like if i pick up jake's phone might just look at it yeah and yeah. it will it'll try to open right but it doesn't and then it's like i reject your face <laughs> right <laughs> right so that's how like detailed mm -hmm. they were going with this a couple of other things that they were they had mentioned or admitted <laughs> Excuse you. <laughs> was that they had found so Maggie and Paul were each murdered with two different weapons. Yeah. Okay. So they had found old shell casings on the property because the Murdoch's had a ton of guns. Yeah. Some that we likely didn't even know existed. Right. But mm -hmm. the old shell casings on the property matched the ones that Maggie was shot with, just showing or proving the fact that it was one of their own weapons that had murdered mm -hmm. her. Then they argued, they took some time, they argued about whether or not it was admissible of the 81 financial crimes that he was also being charged with. So... The defense said those had nothing to do with the murder. This would not in any way prove or disprove the murder. But the state said that they needed to show that to show like a trail. His or character, show, his motive. Yes, everything. Yeah. So they spent some time going back and forth on that during the trial. It ended up that they were, they did allow those to be admitted like doing bird yoga over here <laughs> he's just stretching i like it it's cute um <laughs> so they did go through and question him about the different the different <laughs> he went, crimes <laughs> okay so that was added to yes thank you Okay, so next, Maggie, or I'm sorry, Maggie, Alex's mother, I couldn't find her name. I probably could have if I did Google Mrs. a bit more. Mrs. Murdoch. Mrs. Murdoch. Murdoch, sorry. <laughs> Just kidding. Caregiver. She took the stand. Okay. So, as you know from a couple of weeks ago, she, he had lied about the time yeah, frame that he I'm glad we get to hear from her. Spent there. So... Something that I did note is that at 9.08, yes, Henry, 9.08, Alex 
texted Maggie and said, going to visit M. Be right back. Is M for mom? I think so. Okay. Yeah. So the caregiver said he got there and it was just really unusual for him to be there at nine o'clock at night. So she kind of made a mental note of that. But the defense tried to argue that given the circumstances with his dad being at his final days, he just felt it was important to spend time with his mom. I mean, but she's an old lady with Alzheimer's at nine o'clock at night. She's probably down for the night. Right. Yes. Okay. So kind of like last couple weeks, I said, she said that he was only there for 15 to 20 minutes. He said he was there for 30 to 40 Something else that I didn't put in here, but I do want to mention is that there was an attorney that they were going to call to testify, Mm -hmm. but before they could call the attorney, I don't know what this was set up for, but the mother's caregiver had a GoFundMe set up for some reason. And the attorney that they were getting ready to call donated a thousand dollars to her GoFundMe. Was it because she was out of a job now because her client died? I'm not, well, The cl- I think his mom's still alive. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. What was this? killing off the whole family. What was this yeah. GoFundMe for? I don't, I didn't, I didn't even put this in here. I want, I want that update. <laughs> so I don't know. Because if there's a legitimate reason, I feel like we can start and I want to know what it is. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I got stuck. I think that's more of like a business startup, but okay. <laughs> She might be onto something. I mean, she might. But so the attorney donated a thousand dollars just publicly with his name. Okay, interesting. Then, then went back and anonymized it, like checked whatever box it, so it only said anonymous. Well, mm-hmm. the judge and oh yes, everybody okay. found out. So they were like, no, this man is not going Conflict. to take the stand. Yeah, this is not. Yeah. So I just thought that was interesting. That is very interesting. But mm. also like. Was he, in a way, trying to influence her? What was he doing? Was he just being generous and donating $1,000? Nobody that's in no. in relation to this family no. is being generous. Something else. So the CFO from his former law firm, mm-hmm. the PM. P-E-D. I don't know why they have P-M-P-E-D. Thank you for calling P-M-P-E-P-D. <laughs> we are dead broke thanks to Murdoch. <laughs> Come on in. Right. P-M-P-E-D. That's what it was called before. So user friendly. So pimped. <laughs> 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 Thank you for calling pimped. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It made me think of pimp. Okay. Why'd you say you then? I don't know. <laughs> I don't want one. Okay. Okay. All right. You don't have to have one. P M P E D. Secretary. So... <laughs> I can't wait to put our commercials up of you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway, she took the stand okay. and was just kind of talking about his character and who he was as a lawyer. For the firm and something that she said was that he was very successful because he had such a strong ability to establish relationships with his clients 
and manipulate people into settlements. She said, and I quote, he did it through the art of bullshit, basically. Oh, that's going to be beautiful. <laughs> Thank you, Henry. He literally, like, fluttered right to it. I can't wait. Um, yeah. I feel like all in all working world, there's, like, a psychology piece. Yes. yes. Where you're managing people and you're steering them in the direction that you that in most places that you want them to go and if you are a narcissist and use that power of influence and gift of gab like well obviously as a lawyer he's like a that's terrible yeah yeah so that was kind of nice to hear that people did see that they saw it they obviously saw it before he was stealing the money as a sign of strength, they're like, mm-hmm. yeah, this is he's a closer, man. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the blue tarp from his mother's, mm-hmm. talk about that. I'm, some of this stuff, I don't know why it's like they jumped all over the place, but I think that just might be a trial for you. I mean, it, each witness brings something different. different. Yeah. I, just as I was reading through this, just kept thinking to myself, this is not at all like what you see on TV. I don't mm. know if you've ever been in a courtroom for a trial or, I mean, even as just somebody out in the. Um, no, I don't think I have. Not for, not for a trial. Maybe a speeding ticket, but that's not as different. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I have. <laughs> it has, I don't. It's it's not what you see on TV, but it wasn't also is this in depth. Mm-hmm. And they do talk. I mean, like you said, everybody brings something different. So they do right. kind of like just talk. The, the timeline might not be. Yeah. Yeah. So I do feel like this kind of goes out of order, but I'm doing my best. <laughs> oh, Henry. Sorry, Henry. Henry lost my place in the notes. So, <laughs> okay. The blue tarp from his mother's. So... He went to his mother's one week after the murder, mm-hmm. and the police found his raincoat, the blue raincoat that they thought was a tarp, the caregiver did, and took it with him for processing. And on the inside of the raincoat, they found a ton of gunshot residue. <sighs> and on the seat belt in the front seat of his car, a ton of gunshot residue. He's busted. Bust. I mean, if he wasn't before. Yeah, he is now. What was his defense for that? I his excuse. I don't think that he had an excuse. I think they were trying to, and I could be wrong about this, but I think they were just trying to say, well, like, how accurate was your test? Or, like, gotcha. those types Oh, of that was the argument, yeah. Yes. Well, can it be proven he wasn't wearing that raincoat on another day? He right. shot something? something. Uh, yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, at the lodge. Gotcha. Which, another side note, because, like I said, this is all over the place. Gloria, mm-hmm. she, when she had her trip in fall, I didn't realize, but it was at the same hunting lodge. Oh, my gosh. So, I thought that was kind of interesting, like. Oh, that is interesting. I just assumed that it was at their main home. So did I. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so did I. So at this point in the trial, they had to pause because a bomb threat was called in. Who did that? So 
It ended up being no link to the Murdos. Oh. Allegedly. I'm still kind of suspicious about mm-hmm. it just because of the family. But it said the threat was called in by a man named Joey Coleman. He was 32 and incarcerated in a different county. I don't know what for, but they said that he had no link to the Murdoch family. So I don't know if it was, I mean, did somebody pay him to do that? Right. Joey. Was he mean, Was he mad about something else? But yeah, Joey. What? Joey, come on. You had no business here. Alex was probably happy. I'm sure. But it was not the time. Something else similar to the cell phones that they introduced during the trial was the electronic system of their car. Ooh, okay. So I bet they had fancy cars with fancy They had to have, stars. I don't think my car would tell you this. My but... car is no narc. She ain't saying nothing. <laughs> exactly. She ain't saying nothing. She's got the ride or die, baby. <laughs> Okay, so I'm going to read you through some of these timelines. Okay. I'll try to skip through some of them, but remember, the time of death was between 8.54, or I'm sorry, 8.49 and 9.04. So at 9.03, the, the car door opens, and this is Alex's car. 9.04, Alex tries to call Maggie. Oh, jeez. 906, the orientation on her phone changed. Right. Same minute, two seconds later, she misses another call from him. Same minute, 30 seconds later, the SUV starts. <laughs> then you can see that it's taken out of park. Like, I didn't know you could see this in cars. This is insane. People do not kill other people. Dude, you I, can't get away with it now. You no, can't. you can't. Then a couple more missed phone calls. Then it says the SBU was put into park. This time they think he had driven to his mother's because they can't tell, like, if it's driving. But they or just could, sitting there. Right. Kind of okay. But they could have told, like, when it was on, when it was off, when it was mm-hmm. in park, when it was in drive. Oh, so you're not just going to sit there with your car and drive for five no. minutes. Okay. So because something that I thought was kind of strange. So 943, he's in drive. 943, he puts it into park, then puts it out of park. Then he misses another call or she misses another call from him. And he texts her and says, call me, babe, knowing she's dead. Then... And if you're separated from your husband, call me, babe. Right. I'm just going to send back one emoji for that. <laughs> exactly. And it's not a heart. Thank you. <laughs> wonder which emoji she's <laughs> So then 10 o'clock to 10.01, all within a minute, put into park, out of park, in park, out of park, in park. What was he doing? The only thing that I could picture was, like, you know, if you're, you're like, parked in a strange place, but you have to reverse like it works. Yes, when somebody blocks you in, like, <laughs> I'm getting out of here, no matter in what. In and out, in and out. But really, that's not even to park. That would be in a reverse. Right. Drive, reverse, but... and reverse drive, reverse drive. Yep. But then she misses another call from him. And then at 10.04, it says SUV system powering down, so he turned the car off. Mm-hmm. 
And then 10 seconds later, SUV out of park, in park, out of park, in park, out of park. And then he calls 911. What is that? What? I can't make it make sense. What I, was he doing? I don't know. Unless he, I mean, he, the man just murdered, we know, he's convicted, his wife and child, and then just got in his car and went, <laughs> like, for what? For what? Purpose? Because you can't drive somewhere in that 15 seconds. I mean, we'll never figure it out. You can't figure He's insane. Clear, or right. he's a monster. Yeah. So they talked about that quite a bit. I, I bet. I don't They're know. They're like us. Make it make sense, <laughs> Alec. Exactly. Damn. The housekeeper's son, Tony, took the stand. Oh, okay. He talked about how Alex had stole millions of dollars from them due to the death of their mother. Yeah. His time on the stand was pretty brief, but they did go mostly into just that. And then they really talked a lot about how they died. How the how, how the mom died? How oh how Maggie, Maggie and, and Paul, Paul died. Okay. Oh man. So they demonstrated how both of them were shot. And I thought Paul was only shot once. He was not. I can tell you. I'll leave it off for our fans. Okay. They can message us if they want to know. Yeah. But the person who did their aut autopsies, I can't think of what that person is called off that their title is off the top of my head. Cor is it the coroner? No. no. Medical examiner? What would Mariska Hargitay say? I'll call the chief medical examiner. Okay, so the medical examiner Thank said. Thank you. So she talked in depth about mm. their autopsies, how they arrived at the scene, how they were murdered, and it was very graphic. Um, it was also very, very sad. So I won't go into details, but Paul was shot more than once. How many? He was shot twice. But just how he was shot and what his body did after was very sad. Oh. And Maggie was shot several times. What did his body do after? We'll have to cut it out for the fans. <laughs> okay, tell me though. A rascal. <laughs> I love it when you engage with our fans. I think the fans love it. <laughs> I think it really keeps them engaged. They're like, is she going to make eye contact with me? <laughs> Creepily. <laughs> So after they heard from the medical examiner, Maggie's sister took the stand. I don't have a lot of what they oh talked Oh my about. gosh. Is she anti-Alec? Anti-Alec. Okay. So mm. I also, so I'll talk about Maggie's sister very brief, briefly. Her name is Marianne, but also some of Maggie's friends. I watched interviews with them. Not, they weren't, they didn't take the stand, but both of them said their first thought in their head was, Alex did this. He killed her. Uh, yep. Your friends would know. Yeah. Your friends would know. Yeah. yeah. So the only thing that I noted on here was she had said on the stand that she asked Alex who would have done this? Like who would have killed Paul mm -hmm. and Maggie? And he said, 
I don't know, but whoever did it, they thought about it for a long time. Ew. Ew. To have your the killer say that to you. Oh. That's probably scarred in her mind, that conversation. Yeah, I can see. He had ugh. with her. That's yeah. disgusting. Why? Why would they think about it for a long time? He clearly Paul's did. a young adult. Yes. What do you mean a long time? <laughs> <laughs> I want that jump scare to be in slow motion. <laughs> what do you mean a long time? <laughs> Henry, you got something to share we with us. We thought it would be fun to have the wildlife in here with us. And Henry's just doing his own thing. Are we proving that it was fun or should we hold him out for the rest of the season <laughs> season, season one try new now. stuff in season one i'm gonna get you your own mini mic oh that would be cute fit it to his little feathers <laughs> okay back to the murdoz thank you henry oh, for your interruption good. he's like i'm back so the next thing was our friend curtis i remember curtis right yes curtis the coke dealer Curtis, the Coke dealer. I remember him. And attempted murderer. Yes. <laughs> How can I forget that to his How resume? Can, <laughs> how could you forget? He has a long list of titles. Yes. <laughs> what did you call him? Almost murderer? <laughs> attempted murderer. <laughs> Coke dealer. Curtis. Curtis. Back. Okay. So they went back and forth quite a bit about whether or not he would take the stand, they did have him on as a witness, but they weren't certain whether or not that they were going to call him. I don't believe they ended up calling him as a witness. That's weird. It seems like he's playing a pretty big part. I mean, he did shoot the man. Right. Okay. So something that the state, or I'm sorry, not the state, but the defense argued was that Curtis, like you said, was a Coke dealer pill dealer i think he was arrested for meth he's into drugs he's got an old drunk load of variety <laughs> right okay. pharmacy was in debt to a drug gang known as the cowboys photoshop cowboy <laughs> yeehaw <laughs> y'all got any cocaine <laughs> The Cowboys. The Cowboys. That's in South Carolina. Is this where this is taking yes. place? I guess that makes sense. The Cowboys. When I think of South Carolina, I don't think of it as a southern state. So it really throws mm. me off because they were, I think of it more of like a state on the East Coast. Do you know what is. the drug dealers here in Indiana are called? The Hoosiers? No, I don't know. I was hoping you knew. <laughs> no, I have no idea. <laughs> What their drug game name would be, the Cornhuskers. <laughs> the Cornhuskers. <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you. Anyways, he didn't end up taking the stand, but they, the defense was now trying to twist it another way that the Cowboys were responsible for their deaths because Curtis was in so much debt to them. And they knew how valuable Alex and his family As if it's was. not a soap opera enough. Well, now you. they're like, oh, no, it's not him. It's the Cowboys. The prosecutor for the state was so aggressive with Alex when he took the stand, which, spoiler alert, he takes the stand. 
and it was so frustrating but so fun to watch because he was just like you know how they can be aggressive yeah oh did you or did you not do this yeah did you not say this so i just i that's their job they're trained to do that i know to get to the bottom of it yeah so i don't know where i was going with that but fun that's a side note i guess (laughs) (laughs) i did have a point but i've lost (laughs) you lost me at cornhusker (laughs) (laughs) no i i mean okay (laughs) i'm here for all of it Thank you. I'm excited to hear about Alec. When does he get on the stand? Right after this. Okay. Commercial so, break. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so then Buster took the stand. I really felt like there was more. Oh, Buster. Buster okay. Murdoch. The family dog or the son. Right. The, th- that hair is so red. <laughs> it's, re- it's really red. It's really Which, wild. Which, fun fact, let me tell a cute side story real okay. quick. So, um, my little grandson, Colt, and I always say he has red hair. It's like a little strawberry blonde. And I, where, what were we doing? Oh, we all went to Gabe and Courtney's for Gabe's birthday party. And, um, Colton came and sat on my lap and all of the grandparents were at the table, stars at the table. And I said, Colton, you got your hair cut. And he goes, it's not red. It's not red. (laughs) For no reason. So I know his dad's been telling him, your hair's not red. And we all started laughing. And, and his grandpa even said, I bet you when he gets out of the bed in the morning, Gabe tells him, you look good and your hair's not red. <laughs> Does he have any family members with red hair? Um, I would say great-grandma Mary's hair is a little strawberry blonde like that. I don't mean to cause a fight or anything, but his hair is not red. <laughs> well, here he is. Is his hair red? <laughs> I'll try to get some good lighting. I feel like, if I remember correctly, it's as white as can be. He's Very really blonde. blonde. He's really blonde. And it's got a little tinge. Compared but he's really to Buster Murdoch? No, yeah. <laughs> blonde. Okay. But I just thought that was cute. That, that is cute. He's two, and he's like, it's not red he's hair. He's like, not tr- Don't <laughs> try to exactly. me, I'm not a Murdoch. That's what he said. <laughs> That's great. Don't lump me together with them murdering Murdochs. Okay. I wouldn't, I'm sorry. Buster is on the stand. Yeah. I do have some questions about him. Okay. I would love to hear your questions because I wanted to find a lot more. And maybe I just didn't dig into Buster's part of the trial enough. But really, the most I could find was that, that they really just wanted to talk to him to see how he was notified, where, like, what his timeline was, which I can share. And... They talked about his drive to the hunting lodge. He went to the hunting lodge when he found out. And how he found out. So I guess they said that his dad, Alex, called him. And he said that he sounded unusual but very upset. So him and his girlfriend were at her home. And they just immediately got into the car and drove. And then um, he said he got there. The first thing he did was hug his dad. And thank you for not killing me too, dad. Exactly. Um, so they really just kind of talked about how he got there. Then they talked about like, what did the family do when they were at the honey lodge? Like their 
regular time mm -hmm. there and did they talk on the phone a lot at the lodge and he just said yes we talk pretty frequently um like well it's not uncommon for us to call each other or miss a call because the hunting lodge is on 1700 anchors no i don't think that's unusual just sometimes josiah will be in the front room and i'll text him like will you bring me something <laughs> yes yeah <laughs> yeah so that's really all that he took the stand of but i kind of wanted like yeah a little more juicy i yeah. guess but you have a question about buster yes yeah, so it's it wasn't about buster's testimony it was about alex okay. i heard them addressing a concern that alec had touched buster's girlfriend inappropriately i have never once read that or heard it i swear i saw that so i'll google it and and research it. i was hoping it was in here somewhere i've not heard that um I, none of it wouldn't surprise me i mean no the man has no moral compass so right. yeah i'm sure he maybe made her feel uncomfortable i don't know yeah. but i swear i saw a clip Send of that. that to me okay Something, one fun fact that I just kind of like put a note off to the side here is because you don't really know a lot about Buster. Mm -hmm. He's kind of like, obviously, Paul, he has a drinking problem or had a drinking problem. He was in the accident with Mallory. He was the youngest. He was the favorite. So you don't really know a lot about Buster, though. He's kind of just on the sidelines. Yeah. But I did read just a little bit about him. He did go to law school. Okay. He does or did work for the family law firm. Did he take the bar and pass it? Is he a lawyer? I don't think so. Because the way you worded that, I'm like, he went to law school. Well, yeah. Right. Okay. He left the University of South Carolina's law school or division, whatever it may have been, after a cheating scandal no a yes. scandal and the murdochs it's hard to believe but it happened you've convinced me with that one so, <laughs> I'm, so I'm on board with it take that for what it is but yeah that's i would love to know more about that this family trash sorry the whole family and Throw them i away. think i told you before nobody deserves to die especially these two people that were murdered so tragically, mm -hmm. especially by their husband and father, but during their time alive, especially watch that Netflix docu-series, the limited series, mm -hmm. whatever, but they were always cleaning up each other's messages. So the victims are not 100% innocent in their life. Yes. Either. Yeah. They don't deserve what happened to them. No, 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 no. But they were not. Tragic. It's all so sad for so many other people so many mm. so last but not least alex testifies he takes a stand he spends quite a bit of time up there so he immediately admitted to lying to the police he said that he lied at least three times about when he last saw his family alive and he was giving different versions. At one point, he said it was before or it was at dinner. Another time, he said it was, um, I think, when they were, like, when Maggie had first arrived. Like, he was just changing his story, which just made me circle back to the when I was talking about the prosecutor that mm -hmm. I couldn't remember where I was going. Right. He said to Alex a couple of different times, 
you keep telling different stories, but every time you're twisting it to fit this new lie or this new scenario. Yes. And he just didn't have a response for that, which I loved. Because it had to true. be that prosecutor had to come in hot because Alec Murdoch mm -hmm. is an attorney. Yes. He's smart. He's obviously manipulative. He's calculating. So I I like this prosecutor. What's his name? His name was his last name was Waters, I think. Okay. Good for him. Good he did for it. him. They also talked about his ad drug addiction. They said, or well, Alex said that he had a football injury to his knee from college. So, however many years ago that 25, was. 25, 30 years ago. And he had several failed surgeries, okay. was prescribed opioids, and just became hooked on pills. Okay. I also read that he said, which I might have talked about a couple weeks ago, that he was taking 60 oxycodones a day. How can a person take that many? And you are live? not going to poop for a month. <laughs> fun fact. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good fun fact, I guess. But, no, opioids will hurt your stomach. You... 60? How can a person live and take I 60? I feel like he... I, I feel Low like dosage? I feel like everybody around him would have known. 60. That just baffles me. I mean, he is big and you can build a tolerance. Yeah, that is true. But people knew. If it's true. For some reason, I have a hard time buying the drug addiction thing from him. Really? I don't know why. It's just a gut feeling. I feel like it's an excuse because he's so oh, yeah. manipulative. <gasps> okay, I got to come up with a reason. Am I, am I an alcoholic? No, nobody ever smelled ugly. You know what? I'm a I'm an opioid nut. Who hasn't pooped in four years? <laughs> I mean, there's something. Something just doesn't fit with me on that. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I mean, maybe it's true. I don't know them at all. Um. Let's see here. Okay. Something else that Waters, the guy that mm -hmm. you, the prosecutor you love, talked about is the night of the boat crash. So Alex had a badge that he would carry, I guess, as a lawyer, as an attorney. I don't know. I'm going to get an office manager badge and be like, oh, who are you sassing? <laughs> I'm not in. Put some respect on this fake badge. <laughs> exactly. So he had one of his own and then one of his father's or grandfather's. Or maybe they do have badges. I don't know. What? A lawyer badge? Like, we got to Google this. Is that a thing? I don't know. I don't either. <laughs> do lawyers get badges? Do I don't know. Do they? I don't know. We gotta find out. Okay. Put it right here. <laughs> Apparently they do because. Okay. But either that or he just bought one. You can go on Amazon and buy a badge if you want to. Yeah. Okay. I'm so sorry. So the night, and I kind of saw pictures or a video or something. The night of the boat crash, Alex was going from each victims is what I'm going to call them mm -hmm. hospital room to make sure everybody was on the same page about who was driving. <laughs> My Panda. <laughs> My Panda. <laughs> the boat and who was at fault or did anybody know anything like that? And he had his badge, his lawyer badge <laughs> as like a trifle. Or it's like a bifold wallet. Oh, my God. It's like a 1980s detective show. <laughs> and it was hanging out of his pocket. I'm done. I'm done. 
And I watched a couple of videos. You'll have to go back and watch them because I know you'll like I can this picture kind of this douchebag move in my head to a T. And it would work on kids. Yes. Kids. That's yes. who's at the hospital. Oh, well, that's not, that wasn't even his intention, though. Oh, what, really? Okay. Because the prosecutor was saying, did you or did you not intentionally mm -hmm. have your badge out like that? Right. He was like, I don't, I couldn't see in the picture it was like that, but I don't know if, I don't remember that, so I don't know. That was intentional. He said, well, have you ever had it out intentionally like that? Well, maybe I guess intentionally, like he said to, to, oh, I don't remember how he put it. Basically to like get things swayed his way. To inspire respect. Thank you. And he had said, and I, and I don't remember this, but I guess I would want, uh, you know, as I said, a, a badge has a warming effect with other law enforcement. So he was doing it not to scare the children, which maybe that was a part of it, but more so to be like, look, I'm one of you. Like, don't be afraid to say things <laughs> so to me. So I wasn't manipulating them. I was trying to manipulate them. Right. I mean, what? What difference does it make, really? I think it was both. Twofold. Yeah, I'm sure. So the last piece that I saved for Alex's time on the sand you're going to love, and maybe I think I might have heard this subconsciously and was talking about it a lot on the episode a couple weeks ago, but while he was on the stand, he, they asked him why he kept lying, and he said, Did you continue lying after that night, did you not? Well, once I lied, I continued to lie, yes, sir. Why? You know, oh, what a tangled web we weave. But once I told the lie, I mean, I told my family, I, I had to keep lying. That's, I mean, I really don't try to lie because that is what happens i can remember being a teenager and lying to my mom and then i gotta tell another one and another and one then you and another forget one. which lies you told yes and you can always tell when somebody knows you're lying because they're like want more and more details and you're like damn just leave it at this basic i i did a train <laughs> right? yeah yeah oh my gosh katie that is there more um, I'm just going to talk about like the okay. jury deliberation and the verdict. Okay. So very quickly, the jury deliberated for three hours and I'll go back. That's not even to, that long. It's really not. No, three hours. Three hours. They were in, talked about everything and we're out. Yep. So then they came back. He was found guilty on four counts. Two of them I don't remember. But two were. <laughs> this is a podcast strictly based on facts and accuracy. <laughs> Write it? that down. <laughs> I'm pretty sure one day we had like a wing in it episode. Yeah. No, this is our it. opinions for fun. Like, yeah, uh, two counts guilty of what? <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> the other two, murder. That's what matters. That's what matters. Yes. So he was found guilty of the double homicide. His defense attorney immediately asked for a mistrial, which the judge denied. Good. He was <laughs> sentenced to two 
consecutive life terms. Okay. And consecutive means one after another. Mm -hmm. He's never getting out. Right. Not only that. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you. Cat. <laughs> Not only that, but I read another article that said his 81 financial crimes, if he's convicted of all of those, he could face 700 years in prison. Wow. So when he's, yeah, I don't, I don't know. He really was so caught up in his own narcissism. He thought he could get away with every bit could. of this. So two more things. One, I want to quickly touch on why the, the jury convicted him as guilty. Because some people from the jury have been on Good Morning America okay. or have done interviews to talk about like what they were feeling on mm -hmm. the stand. A couple of quotes that I read was, I don't think he was crying while he was on the stand. He was able to turn it off. Oh, welcome back, Henry. <laughs> Thank you for joining this episode of These Nuts <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> right. So he, she said he turned it on and he turned it off. It was not a genuine mm. cry. Somebody else, they had asked, what do you think the motive was for him to murder mm -hmm. his wife and son? And they said, I don't know if we'll ever know. I think it may have been a combination of things, not just financial, but just everything weighing on him so heavily. Then they talked about his mm -hmm. lying. And somebody said he was a good liar, but not good enough. Nope. And then they talked again about his remorse and said he didn't show any true remorse or compassion while he was on the stand. He never cried. All he did was blow snot. Ew. <laughs> there were no real tears. Ew. So That's a weird the, quote. That, well, I, that was a weird quote. That's I, okay. So the last thing I wanted to share with you is what the judge told him when he convicted him. I know him he gave him the business. Him. So he told him a lot. Of, they talked about a lot of things. But at the end, he said. And I know you have to see Paul and Maggie during the night times when you're attempting to go to sleep. I'm sure they come and visit you. I'm sure. All day and every night. Yeah, I'm sure. And they will continue to do so and, and reflect on the last time they looked you in the eyes as you looked the jury in the eyes. God, he put a hex on there. He him. really did. Yes. Oh. So there you have it. Alex Murdaugh, guilty. Guilty as charged. I'm sure his name will keep popping up in the news as he's Dang. convicted for more of the financial crimes. But that man. Man, Katie, thank you. I know that that was so much research. That was a ton of research. So much notes, so much talking. But everybody's so interested in this story. And I am too. Um, I think we went about an hour. We did. Um, so I'm going to do mine and we'll just release it. Keep an eye out for it. Because I think this deserves its own time slot and its own. Let people absorb that. Because that was so great. It's, it's so much. It's, I don't. 
I didn't realize what I was digging into when I first saw it. I was just like, I kind of know of this. And then I was digging into it. And I was like, what? I don't like true crime, but this story had me mm. had me going back again and again. This but... will, I mean, people will be talking about this for years yeah. because it's just so sad it and really so is. unnecessary. But... All right. Well, um, if you liked this episode, go back and check out some of our others. We're yes. working really hard to build this podcast. And thank you guys so much. This has been another episode of These Nuts Podcast.